Nate, it's a pleasure to have you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. As a cross-dresser player from the... Uh, John wait, Jonathan, crossover. 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 Sorry, sorry, my bad. Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, the world's fastest rugby player slows down for questioning. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Irish Rugby Tours, the Rugby Tours people. A balanced palate, nutrition for peak performance. And the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street, the world's best rugby pub. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 in New York City. I have a special guest, Mr. Alex Corbusero, sitting in with us. Uh, but uh, Alex, I have a pre-taped interview with Mr. Carlin Isles from the Pig and Whistle. Check this out. Matt McCarthy at our second home, the world's best rugby pub, the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. And we have one of the most sensational rugby players on the planet, if not the fastest, and Mr. Carlin Isles calling in. Carlin! Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, thank you, glad to be here. All right, let's get right to the nitty gritty. Let's get to the hard questions right out of the gate. You and Kurt Baker of New Zealand Sevens, what's it gonna be like after the kerfuffle? I mean, that time it was kind of fierce. Um, it was very tenacious, but you know, it's a competitive environment, so I mean, we just left it on the field. I don't agree with some of the stuff. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. And especially when you got so many people that either look up to you, you wanna be a great example. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm all for, you know, being competitive, you know, trash talking and things like that. But I, I feel like when things go a little over that, it, it takes the professionalism out of it. It's not even needed. You know what I'm saying? So for me, he's a phenomenal athlete, uh, but the way he conducts himself in, in some manners, I, I don't agree with. Do you think maybe it was just out of character or is it something that maybe you've seen before? I never really encountered it and witnessed it until last tournament. I got tackled, and then you shove my head to the ground. We get into a you know, little shuffle back and forth. And I'm just like, first of all, are you taking the energy out of me? I gotta go, <laughs> I gotta go back and play. And I'm not even focused on, at that moment, I got unfocused, you know? But I'm really, I, I like being competitive, but, and, and you can do all that. But when you, when you start doing stuff like that, that's, you know, I gotta defend myself. And I'll never let nobody do that to me or to any of my teammates. It's, it's not acceptable, you know? I witnessed that. I didn't think nothing about it beforehand, and people would be like, "Man, he's a dirty player." And then when that, when he did it to me, that's what I knew. Like they weren't they weren't wrong. Maybe that's his game, though. Maybe he's the edgy guy, like you're the fast guy, and maybe he was just being edgy competitively. I like I like that he's competitive. You know, I think I think me for him, that's what he needs in his edge. And for me, if somebody competitive, let's go. I'm ready for it. But some acts that I don't think that's you know, especially this ain't UFC. <laughs> I think I don't need to get involved in rugby, and uh, you know I'm all for you know being competitive. There's nothing wrong with that at all. If I can get you off your game with a little extracurricular activity at the breakdown or in a pileup, I'm going to push the envelope. What's that aspect of this? Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, that's probably his aspect of it, and um, depends on the individual. It can really work. And um, I, I mean, I don't take that from him. Um, he got in our heads a little bit, but for me, you you can't get on when you do that stuff. I thrive off of that personally. Not everybody else is like that. So for me personally, I thrive off of that. So you want to have a go at me? Let's go, baby. And it's not just him. He's not the only one who you know what I mean may play a little bit like that. You know what I mean? This this other teams maybe, 
that play like this. So it's all on individual. So for me, like to get in your head, that's everything. And that's all he, I think that's all he really tried to do. So it's just try to get in our heads. And I mean, it worked a little bit, man. It worked. So kudos to him. Hats to him. So, but for me, I don't, I thrive off of that personally. You got to be careful of losing your focus on this because teams are going to test you now. I mean, they, if they haven't already, they're going to say, hey, maybe he got in their head. We can get in there. We can get in his head and it might be part of the game plan. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I think, I mean, we, we talked about that, um, especially as a group, as far as like keeping our cool um, and not letting things get into our heads because it zap your energy. And not going to lie, it did work because when, when we did get into a little scuffle, it did zap my energy. And the, the play was going, and I'm just like, yo, I'm tired. I'm tired now. So um, under learning how to deal with that um, actually was a blessing. So thank you, Kurt. It sounds to me like the window is still open for you guys to maybe shake hands. I think so. I mean, I was, I mean, it didn't go to, I mean, I still was mad at him um, after the fact. And um, he would look at me, I mean, I would look at him, uh, he would see me looking at him, and he just, he, he makes smart remarks, you know, and uh, I wanted to go talk to him before we left. I'm like, hey, bro, what's up, man? Like, I'm all for being competitive, you know what I mean? But, like, what's, what's going on? All right, let's change gears. Who's your favorite Major League Rugby team? I like, I kind of like Utah a little bit, but they're not doing, I like, the one of their wingers is really good. Loudy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's really good. I mean, I like him. Um, I think, I mean, I like their talent. I mean, I think they got real good talent, but I think they, I mean, their fitness need to be a little better. I, mean, I like San Diego, especially because Mike Taylor and some of the other guys that, that I know personally, even Seattle. Um, Tibbs is doing a great job over there, but probably more or less San Diego, the Legion. Follow-up question. After you win the Olympic gold medal in the next Olympics in sevens, which major league rugby team do you want to play for? Probably San Diego <laughs> or Austin. San Diego, Austin. Somewhere hot. Can't do the cold. Can't go to um, Colorado. But you tried out for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah, but I was indoor, right? <laughs> okay, fair point. All right, we have a little bit of a nostalgic situation going on or unfolding with the Vegas Sevens. This could be the last Vegas Sevens. There are ongoing talks with World Rugby, USA Rugby, United World Sports, now that the late, great John Prusmack passed, so they might move. If they do move from Vegas, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'd be bitter um, because um, I've always been part of um, Vegas since um, I first started. I think it's a great atmosphere here. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff to do here as well, and I like it, man. Vegas is, I mean, for us, it's home as far as like playing wise and we haven't played anywhere else but Vegas. But if they decided to move it somewhere else, I hope it's a great location and it's warm. Um, <laughs> that's my major thing is it has to be a warm climate. But I mean, for us, man, the attraction here is Vegas is perfect. So I really won't want to see it nowhere else. All right, but there are players and coaches that don't like it there because A, the Sam Boyd Stadium pitch is too narrow and B, players and coaches have to walk through smoke-filled lobbies to get to their elevators, to get to their rooms, and they don't like to have all these temptations in place. You're not one of those people. I'm definitely not one of those people. Um, one thing that I do complain about that I don't really like is the pitch. Um, I think it's a little too small, especially for me, because you know, I'm, all, I'm all about space, and I, I really can't have that space. And 
play how we usually play and you have to change up the game plan. But all in all, if it wasn't for the pitch, I think it would be perfect. But I, I wish the pitch was a little wider. But here's the other thing, the Las Vegas Invitational, the LVI. As Steve Lewis pointed out in his article on Rugby Wrap-Up, a very good article, by the way, Vegas has cheap flights. It's got relatively inexpensive hotel rooms. It's got things for people to do other than rugby. And it's got all those fields around the stadium for all those people that come in for that massive tournament right next to the stadium. Where else could work? Man, I would like San Diego. Um, I think because one, the weather is fine. I mean, it's, a, it's a, this time of year, it's a great. I mean, the, the weather is great. Um, I think there's a lot of places in San Diego that we can play. The people, you know, the corporate people, they want people to have something where they can be entertained. Um, Business-wise, I don't know what they're thinking, but as a, as a player, I would like San Diego. Ironically, it was in San Diego before I went to Vegas and it didn't work out economically, but this is an entirely different United World Sports organization. They are making this thing work. They know what they're doing. If anybody can make it work in San Diego, I would imagine it's them. But it's interesting to me that your choice is San Diego for the tournament, if it's not in Vegas, and also your choice for the MLR with San Diego. Do you own stock in the municipality of San Diego? I have stock. Um, I have investment in San Diego. <laughs> nah. -ha. I knew we'd get some dirt on you eventually. I could smell the San Diego on you from here. Hey, San Diego's where it's at. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The attraction, just everything. The weather. I mean, you, when you wake up, see, even as a player, you wake up and it's sunny and it's beautiful. I mean, you're just ready to start your day, ready to play. And it's, I mean, if it's weather crappy, if it's the atmosphere isn't really, you know, lively, enjoyable, then it's going to be a long weekend. And I think for, even for like fans, I think San Diego, I mean, there's stuff to do, there's beaches, there's, you know, the weather is nice around that time. And um, it's, and plus it can be like a little vacation as well. So I think it bring a lot, a lot to, I, mean, I think, it, I think the environment would be um, perfect. And this is coming from a guy that gets barked at by coach Mike Friday and co and put through grueling workouts all the time in San Diego. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree, <laughs> but I still love it. Still love it. Okay. All right. Let's talk rugby on the pitch. Uh, you've been around now a while. You've come back from a, you've, you've come back successfully from a serious injury. You you're a veteran on the team. With Perry Baker out, you're once again the real lone speed demon. Not that there aren't other guys on this this roster that can fly, but you've evolved. You've become a more well-rounded player. How have you adjusted to combine your new wisdom along with your speed? For me, um, it's about evolving. You know, one thing I got, you know, I got a great coaching staff. Um, and also Perry Baker himself, um, he's a great teammate. And then his wisdom and knowledge of the game is second to none. So for me, it's all about, I'm all about, you know, learning and trying to get better. And sometimes it's kind of hard, um, especially when you, you can get comfortable. Um, one thing, I never get comfortable, but if something isn't broke, don't fix it, you know what I mean? The game is always changing. People are always trying to play you differently or think that, you know, you only can do one thing, but for me, I'm always trying to get the best out of my ability. And, um, you know, it's just understanding pictures, understanding spaces, and understand how they still use my gift um, to, my, to my advantage. I have so much more to give, and I just want to just continue to try to show that. Good answer, good answer. But I've got a question from Alex Corbacero, who's in the studio with me this week. From a player's perspective, what have you guys been doing differently? What have you focused on as a squad differently 
because you've had this stunning four consecutive second place finishes as Kurt Baker reminded you, but it's an unbelievable run. And is it that you've done something differently at training or is it that you guys are just getting better? Um, I think a lot has changed. Um, as men, we change, we grow um, as a culture. Um, us understanding each other, us working for each other, us, our communication, having effective communication. You know, you got to go through some tough times to get to the better times. And I think that we've just grown as men. I think our coaching staff has done a phenomenal job as far as prepping us, understanding um, us as a whole and our knowledge of the game. I think that our knowledge of the game has been was from here and it came to here. So now we can we're able to coach ourselves and coach each other because on the field, that's all we have. So when we're out there, we can understand and, and make proper calls. You know what I'm saying? So for us, we kind of have a mindset as like the coaches have mindsets. And we have some very smart technical coaches. When I say smart, I mean beyond. And they know what they're talking about. So for, for them, they gave us knowledge. And with that knowledge, we applied it, which became that wisdom. So for us, we weren't just, you know, some 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 teams are like the coaches run the show and, you know, you do what the coach says. Now we're able to think on our own, you know, and we're able to, our IQ has, has been skyrocketing. So I think we've been along for a long time and we, we know each other and, our, our environment has changed and it changed for the better because we needed something um, to get us over that hump. I think we were just, one point we were just, we were just there and we're just trying to figure out. So it was a lot of trial and error um, for us. Another question from Alex Corbacero. He wants to know, with the absence of Perry, has the game plan changed to accommodate the loss? Are you filling that role or is it just expected because you guys have such good personnel that it's just going to be business as usual and the same game plan and everybody's just going to step up. The game plan, um, it doesn't change. Um, you know, not having Perry, you know, it's a, it's a big loss. But I, all in all, I mean, we are great rugby players and I just step my role up. I mean, I'm always prepared. One thing I'm always prepared, whether I get um, a lot of game time, no game time, I'm always prepared. That's, a, that's always how I've been. Um, and I just work hard for those moments because when you Get your moment. You gotta take. You gotta cherish it. And you gotta take care of it. And then a lot of our. I mean, we gotta across the whole board. We just got phenomenal athletes, guys who can do a lot. And nothing's really changed. Our game plan has to change. It's been the same. We just doing what it, we just doing what we do, and that's just play and just showing what we are our natural abilities. Now it's it's interesting because you guys have been together a long time now. At least the core of you has. And Mike Friday the. Would be the first one to say that he's no picnic to deal with long term. Yet here you guys are, pretty far along in the Mike Friday regime, if you will, and it it seems like everybody's thriving. Doesn't look like there's any burnout from Friday and Co. For me, I love Mike Friday, man. He's a um, that's somebody you'll fight for, you'll die for, you'll do anything for because he'll do anything for you. You know, he always looks out for each other, for our teammates, I mean, for everyone in here. So when you got somebody that's, that, that, that love you and that, that really care for you and looking out for you like that, we'll do anything for, for him. And he, you can talk to him about anything. And um, he could be a tough cookie, but in a good way. But man, he got a great soul and he's a, he's a loving guy. And um, when you got somebody like that who have your back um, and really care for you, Oh man, you 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 really cherish that, and you'll go to back you'll go to back for him because you know he'll do the same for you. So I, I don't I, I can never get 
I don't think any of us can ever get tired of Mike Friday because what he's done and what he's fought for us um, and personally and um, professionally. Awesome, and it's been it's been so great to watch. It's been thrilling from from a fan's perspective. Um, but off the pitch, any new opportunities for you guys to make money aside or supplementing your rather modest salary from USA Rugby? Yeah, um, we got interns, um, internships um, where we can make a, a, a big chunk of change um, when we're not when we're not playing. So, so when the season over, some guys may go to Japan, some guys may go to you know here or whatever that they're interested in. So to, to build off from rugby because you know you're not going to be able to play forever. So being in a professional environment besides rugby and they're always working on bonuses um that's always good and handy especially when you're doing well so and friday's always pushing for us to get more so we're always fighting for more and more and more so the more we we do well the the more money that come in okay two questions what internships have you done because i don't remember reading or hearing anything about intern aisles and what about the bonuses I haven't done, <laughs> I haven't done any internships yet. I think this year I will. Um, I know some of the other guys. Um, I haven't really looked at um, financially, I must say. Um, but when my off season come, I like to kind of, you know, you know, kick it with my kids a little bit. I have two kids. Um, I barely get to see, especially throughout the season, because I'm training so much. And then I like to to work on aspects of my my game. I'm always working, so. For me, I like to, you know, work on my speed and things like that. So I try to get better. But this year, I kind of want to branch out. Um, I've been discovering some new stuff I want to do um, as far as, you know, when I'm done. And um, the, for us, even when it comes to the bonuses, um, as far as, you know, we make it to the cup quarters and every time we, we do better in, uh, the higher we go, the better we get. And uh, those bonuses have been coming in, in pretty good handy. So uh, especially coming to the final four times in a row. So we just keep ticking it over. You, you mentioned your speed, you work on your speed. Yeah, I'm always working on that, man. Hey, woof. That's, that's something for me, that's my, you know, that's something that, you know, my gift and something I can bring to, to, to rugby, um, especially being the fastest rugby player in the world. Um, my speed is, you know, is everything to me. It's, it's part of who I am. And I love to, to share that to the world. This, this might be a dumb question, but are you slower or faster than you were when you burst onto the scene? Oh, way faster than I was before I came on the scene. Whew. You're like a, you're, you're aging like a fine wine. Aging like fine wine, baby. Trust me. Aging like fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Top five fastest guys on the tour me, right now. Perry um, Baker. Um, probably Dan. Dan Norton probably be third. The little winger from... Uh, Fiji, I forgot his name. He's a little quickster. And then I would say, who would be the fifth? Man, I don't know who would be the fifth. That's a good question. Okay, we'll go with four. But it was in that order, one through four. Yeah, in that order. Okay, how will Team USA, your Eagles, do in the Olympics? I mean, of course you want to win gold, but, you know, any medal would be a blessing, you know, especially as far as we've come. And it'd be the second, the second Olympic. Olympics, um, I think any medal would be would be a blessing. But of course, you're always shooting for gold. You know who wouldn't want gold? Okay, last question. Nate Ebner just won another Super Bowl. Would you like to have him on your squad for the upcoming Olympics? 
Yeah, yeah, come on, bro. You know, he's a he's a great player, you know, and um I would love to have Nate back on the squad and as a player because man, I love I love the guy, man. And um he's very t tough and he's very tenacious and he can play. He can play rugby. So um to have him win another Olympics and he did another Super Bowl, hey, might as well do it again, bro. Excellent, excellent. I'd like to see that as well. But we are out of time, my friend. Thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. And on that note, on behalf of Mr. Carlin Isles, the world's fastest sevens player from the world's best rugby pub, the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street, I'm Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up and sending it back to me and Alex. What team do you think he's going to play with in the MLR? Austin. There you had it. Jake. There you have it. Austin Elite. Your, your prayers have been answered. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, on behalf of Mr. Alex Corbusero, I'm Matt McCarthy. And for Mr. Carlin Isles, here at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan, signing off. <laughs>